In today's episode, Dave interviews Ben Acker. Ben and his writing partner, Ben Blacker, have written for the Thrilling Adventure Hour, Marvel's Wolverine, CW Supernatural, and Nickelodeon Super Ninja. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. I love Acker's books. I really like them. His last one was uh, the, what's it called? The, the Something of King David. And it was a beautiful book. Yeah. The book itself is gorgeous. I mean, he did a really great job. Really book. It's a nice looking book. But he, I love the fact that that book, You'll Know Our Velocity, right? Mm -hmm. Started on the inside cover. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you can go, what the fuck? Why couldn't I buy the soft cover and there's more content or whatever the fuck it is? I still liked it. Yeah. I really well, liked I it. I had a hard time with it because at the time, a friend of mine was going through a lot of the stuff in the book. Like he was, I don't know what I want. Giving to out do. money all like, across yeah. the world? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. No, he was coming from this place of like, I don't know. I, I know what I don't want to do, but I don't know what I do want to do. Yes. It was really hard to uh, be around a guy so uh, full of ennui, so full of, like, I'm 28 and yeah. angry at stuff. Yeah. Did you go through that? No. I've, I've been too focused on things to, to spend a lot of time going, am I? Yeah. What should I be doing? Mm -hmm. I have too much work. In right. The way of, well, then you're driven. I mean, yeah. you, but you also have discovered what it is that you like doing. Yes. And I think that a lot of people go, well, it's what your friend's issue was, yeah. what, what, his, what his challenge was, was what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And I think that so often people go, what the fuck am I doing here? Which is like looking at the ground two steps ahead of yourself mm -hmm. instead of saying, what the fuck am I doing right here? What am I, I'm right here. My right here-ness is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Two steps ahead of me is not where I'm even going to go. Hmm. Does that make sense? It kind of does, but like... The idea of know, the idea of looking for what you're doing here, as opposed to going, what am I doing here? What is it that I enjoy doing here right now? Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's. But I have another friend. I have a friend, um, uh, 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 an ex-girlfriend who lives in Minneapolis, and she keeps searching for the answer, mm -hmm. and she's been searching for the answer for thirty years. And the answer has always been right there. Yeah. And she's going, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm taking this a meditation class and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm taking a meditation class and I'm, and, and, and I'm taking, and I'm studying, um, uh, I'm learning about Buddhism and I'm learning about being in the moment. And, I'm, and I, I just don't know what I'm doing. And I'm thinking what it is that's keeping you away from doing what it is that you're doing is what it is that you're doing. Well, she's learning how to be in the moment, outside of the moment. <laughs> right, like. right. I don't she's, know her. No, no, but know. she is clearly outside of the moment, learning how to be in the moment, which doesn't put you in the moment. It puts you learning how to be outside of the moment. Well, she has, in her appointment book, she's going to be in the moment on Thursday. Right, she'll right. Have time. She'll have time to be in the moment at that moment. And, and I think it's easy for, easy, easy, probably maybe easy, for those of us who go, oh, I've always known what I wanted to do. I don't know that I've always known what I want to do, but I think I've always known the feeling of what that feeling yeah, is. Yeah, and the area. Right. right? Clearly the area. I want to do something over here. Right. Because all the other things I can't do. Can't no. Do My uh, heart's not in it. I can't, no. I can't do those things. I can't do those I can't, things. Sorry, it's math. I can't, or, I can't so, be bothered. Exactly. And for some people, sorry, it's art. I can't be bothered. Yeah. My dad's life was all about, he, he was an electrician for the, ma the majority of my growing up. And um, his life was all about measuring things and bending pipe and mm -hmm. pulling pipe and, you know, which is the same thing as porn stars 
dad uh, measuring pipe and pulling pipe. But do their dads do that? I don't know. They, they pull pipe right. and they I don't, maybe they measure pipe. Um, but my dad was uh, was all about the science of it all, mm -hmm. and I could do that. And one day he said, "I'd like to you know set you up to be an apprentice or to be, you know an apprentice." I was thinking. I took a moment to go. Do I want to do that? And I went, "Oh God, no." I worked years ago, over a decade ago now, because I'm a person of. I've known you for yeah, over a decade. That's true. But before we knew each other, right before, I was working at an architectural conservancy, and it was um, the most Dilbert job. You had to bill your time out in fifteen-minute increments. You were responsible for your for your day, and uh, they. I was eight months in, and they gave us. They gave me a, a set of business cards. And, mm -hmm. and that was that was the the start of the end of that. Like I had to get out of there. I had, I mean, it, was, it was one of these like I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna carry these around if I'm right. gonna work a job like this. Why am I in Los Angeles? Well, do why you? I? I have a business card. Yeah. No, you get a business card with the business that you enjoy to do on it. Right. It's a different business card. Right. It yeah. is a different business card. Somebody else's business card. I remember getting my first business card and thinking, I've got a business card. Mm -hmm. I am in the business. I have yeah. a business card. Do you know Jim Turner? Uh, no. Do I know Jim Turner? Do I know Jim Turner? He's on the Arliss show. Oh, yes. He okay. Randy of the Redwoods. Uh-huh. His business card is maybe the best one. And that's what? Fuck you. I'm Jim Turner. Great. My friend Richard Label, who I have to mention every show, his business card was Richard Label since 1959. Great. Great business card. I don't know that he still has it, but it's a really great business card. Well, now it's until 2015. Uh, well, why? Oh, I'm foretelling his death. Oh, I see. Okay. I do that okay. on every podcast. Who's your friend? Uh, they got two more years. Two more years. Do you do a lot of these podcasts? No. So you have your one. podcast, yes. The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Correct. Available on iTunes and Nerdist. Yes. Oh, you're one of the Nerdist guys. We are one of the Nerdist guys. What's that like? It's good. It's um. You're in a big club. It is a big club. When we joined it, it was a smaller club, but it was. It's still a. There he is. On there the he cover is of the on the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine. Chris uh, Hardwick. Yeah. No, he uh, he built his thing and he built it well. He built his thing, but you built your thing. I built my thing. Uh, we when we launched the podcast, we were we had we found our audience of. A handful of like it was a couple thousand people listening to our podcast regularly, right? And then when we when we joined up in the uh, in the Nerdist family, uh, we six tuppled our Jesus Christ! Like, do you know how many downloads you have every week? I, I don't keep track of that. How do you not keep track of that? Because it's just another thing that drives me like it drives me crazy right? every like, fucking I, day. I, there's enough of like refreshing iTunes comedy charts for me to like. That's my time <laughs> focusing. What on do you that. mean the iTunes comedy charts? Like you go iTunes podcasts. Uh -huh. um, and then, co like comedy podcasts, and it has, and then, not episodes but podcasts, and it ranks the. Um, oh, the I wish I didn't know. Somehow, that. with magical iTunes uh, technology that they don't talk about, like they won't. Right, I know they the don't metric. let you. I know because um, I tr I tried to figure out the metric there. So yeah, no, we were on. We were co we. They did a thing on us on All Things Considered. Right, I remember that. You and, and I talked like, about we it. We were. We right, jumped, we jumped to the top. Oh like, yeah, like I screen screen grabbed our number three, or whatever. It was that was that's enough. That's so awesome. Now, yeah, so now we come, we we're in and out of you know we're still on the the. I'm going to ask you a question. You don't have to answer it. Please. Do you is it somehow monetized? The the iTunes yours thing? yours. On are you getting any are you getting any podcast? money from yeah? Not directly. Right. Um, but we go to New York. We do two shows in right. Brooklyn, and they not only do they come right out. But they know the show. 
Right. You know? you know, that's really interesting. And I think that, that for me, I feel like the podcast is about me spreading my artistry all over. Absolutely. And, and nobody, is nobody making money? No, people are making money. People are making money. Chris Hardwick's making money. I, I, I am nodding, but I'm not saying. Okay. But, yeah, no, but what yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I mean, in, in, this, podcast in this article well, he's talking about. This podcast too. does well enough, my understanding is, to, right. to provide for the rest of the podcast. So right. So he's doing what Eggers, Dave Eggers was doing, yes. which is, I've made this money, now let's help you. Mm. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. To a certain I don't, extent. I don't know the, the ins and outs of Hardwick's business. Right. Thing. But, but he is enabling and nurturing and, yes. and in a way paying forward. Yes. And, and people always say, like, when do you have, when is it where you go, I have enough money? I have enough money. You know, when do you do that? And that depends on the person. Like, I guess it does depend. I mean, it depends on the circumstance. Like, there's right. opportunities that come, come about and you measure your interest in them and you measure the payout of them and you go, yeah, you know what? I'd rather do this my way than do that this way. Right. You know, it's I'm talking about the idea of getting a million dollars and the moment that you hit a million dollars, you say, okay, I'm going to spread some of this dough around. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, there's no answer. There's no answer. There's no answer. I do know that for me, I look at people and I go, you know what, if someone, if someone has an Indiegogo or if they have a Kickstarter, I'm mm -hmm. going to go, I'm going to throw you 25 bucks because it's not uh, Jen Winters who we were talking about earlier. Jen once said, it's not about spending the money or not having the money, it's about recirculating the money. And it's such a spiritual way of thinking about it where I go, okay, I've got money, it's not my money, I never have the money, the money passes through me. You don't own money, money owns you. There right. you go, man, it's like, you don't drink <laughs> beer, you just rent it. Totally, <laughs> this is stuff we, we believe deeply. Uh, which one, the first part of the second one? Both of them, I believe both of them. I believe both of them. Plymouth Rock didn't land on us. Right. And we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, neither of those. <laughs> right, right. I, I look at all that stuff and I go, and I think, okay, this is where I live. I have this place. Um, I owe money. I know I've got some money and I have to pay visa bills and I've got, and that shit's backing up. But for the most part, I am making a living doing what it is that I love to do, mm -hmm. which also is about, and part of that is every once in a while I'll throw some shekels to this thing or shekels to that thing. Mm -hmm. um, Andy Cobb has a documentary that he's doing. Do you know about it? Which one? Um, uh, he's doing a documentary about the uh, Alberta Tar... tar Tar, tar Sands and uh, the, the state of Alberta, the province of Alberta. Okay. I think it's a province. Is Sounds it a province? Right. Uh, the province of Alberta. Province? Providence? Province. Province. Who the fuck knows? Look, it's the, Canadian. It's Canadian. It doesn't matter. Half the those Canada people don't know how many they have. So they're like, they've got the, these tar fields that, that are just the tar sands that are getting oil out of it and they're fucking up the landscape and the world. And Andy's going there, and I love his point of view. And he says, throw me some, you know, he's doing a Kickstarter, throw me some dough. I'm like, definitely throw you some dough. Um, Eddie Jemison, who was on the show uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, he did a movie for $14,000. And he had somebody, it's a f a right like here. That's it, King of Herrings. And it's a really fucking good movie. I don't, he did it, and it is a great movie. It's a really great movie. It's idea, so it's the idea. Kickstarter, I can't get behind. I'm just, I'm, that was a What's the reason? That was a joke because oh, we I did see. a big Kickstarter campaign. You did. Changed, That's right. I was just about to say, yeah. I was thinking, I think you did Kickstarter. 
And how much money did you raise on Kickstarter? Uh, we more than enough. We um, it was more than enough. Oh yeah, yeah. We um, we had an initial goal, and then we had two push goals. Uh huh. And we reached the push, the, the second push goal. And what's the name of it? So you 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 did a graphic graphic. We did, yeah, we did a graphic novel that that premiered at Comic Con. Uh huh. Um, and that I'm really proud of those right. two things. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's a great book, and we worked. We did ten stories, anthology, and so ten artists working on the ten different pieces, and they're all. They all elevate the material. Right. In the way we talked about. Who's uh, we? We, Blacker, my writing partner. Uh -huh, Blacker. Ben Blacker. Uh, we have talked about, I believe, in other podcasts, but the idea that the artists in the graphic novel uh, bring life to the thing in the way that the actors in the show do, like it's a similar, um, theirs is a similar expression of the thing. The, mm -hmm. the heart of the thing. The, 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 the voice of the thing. The voice of the thing. Right. As much as we're providing the voice of the thing, mm -hmm. and it's it's an interesting, it's a different language to write for an artist than it is to write for an actor. Right. Um, but like, to have that, to have that um, that line of going, well, we're used to writing for these people, and now we're writing for these people. Right. It's a it's a neat thing to see. I mean, it's the goal of what we do is to see people bring the things to life. Right. And so. It's it's that's one of the joys of this. Of but you've do you, have, but you've also done an animated series, didn't you and Ben do an <laughs> animated? We did, a, we did a pilot presentation. Uh -huh, that's what it was a pilot um, presentation. And uh, yeah, that was that was a learning experience. That was right. Like, uh, seeing uh, people in that element, like mm -hmm. we used all the people that we we usually use in the thrilling adventure hour, but to see them do that and then to uh, to work with uh, animators and right. Uh, Illustrate like character designers and stuff. It was really, it was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we worked for. Uh, did I I'm sure I told you this. We wrote for Bugs and Daffy one time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you there did. There was a. Uh, there was. So Warner Brothers marketing department calls Warner Brothers animation department. And says, look, we're not selling enough jean jackets. People don't know who these characters are anymore. Wow. You have to put them out into the world, and so Warner Brothers, this guy at Warner Brothers calls us in to write a song for Bugs and Daffy. Um, and we got the best note we'll ever get in our careers, which is the song we we turned in. And we don't do music; we just do lyrics. Right. Uh, the song we turned in, they told us, it is too Hope and Crosby. It is not Tenacious D enough. Oh. And that told us like, oh, you're doing a very specific thing with your Bugs and Daffy, and we are not to blame. Right. Like, and too Hope and Crosby, like that's a dream note. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Tenacious D. What are they getting? What are they learning? What are they doing? Well, what they know they what they can't put on the air. They can't put something that feels like the old ones on the air because they put the old ones on the air and people don't watch them. Right, right. So they have to do something. Right. Which is too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. They I mean, should cram the old ones down the throats of the people. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like what we tell you. Like. I love, I, I, I look at, it's, oh my God, it's just so interesting how different media is these days and those things I'm wondering do I like Bugs and Daffy because it's a nostalgia mm -hmm. yes do I like Bugs and Daffy do I like Bugs Bugs Bunny and, and the crew the Looney Tunes crew because it's good writing and it's good art yes mm -hmm. can I force somebody to like that no. no are people interested in that no some of them some of them some definitely some of them but I also think about the, the people that I know you know some students who really I talked to somebody the other day who didn't know Dick Van Dyke. No. <laughs> uh, I just got an email from Blacker, who is in conversation with an actor who's doing our show this this month, uh -huh. who 
asked what st- like which guy from old movies should I be? Should I be Cary Grant in this or should I be this? And my three-word reply was Dick Van Dyke. Right. <laughs> this morning. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. And that and he's still alive and Did he's you still around. WTF? No, I, ha- I haven't heard, listened to it yet. It's worth listening. I mean, it's. I haven't heard. It's Dick it. Van Dyke. Right, it's Dick Van Dyke. But also, it. Mel Brooks on Dick Van Dyke was That's great. Awesome. Uh, on WTF. On uh, WTF. Let's not, we're not going to send people to Dick Van Dyke's podcast. <laughs> no, no, don't. Nobody go to Dick Van Dyke's podcast. Uh, it's not worth no, it. No, Mel Brooks it's and Carl Reiner. Right, and Carl Reiner. But we go back to going back to like like the media that's out now and the idea that there's something called podcasts. And the interesting thing about the podcast is it, it reminds me of the way that the internet used to be where people were just going, I'm throwing this shit out mm-hmm. and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. And yet there's a podcast for everybody. And yeah. Oh, I, absolutely. And I also think that, that it, man, it's changing everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, TV shows on now that are like, oh, that's just a podcast. Right. You know? What show? Uh, the Jeselnik Offensive. The what? Jeselnik, Anthony Jeselnik and two comedians talk about stuff. Got it. Um, Got it. That's the most podcasty. like... Right. They have a visual element, but it right. seems like a nod to a visual element. It seems like there's three comedians that are friends that are riffing on things until the riff is over and then doing the next thing. Right. Um, it's talk- a show? Yeah. It's written? Yeah. It's After Drug History. Oh, okay, on fine. Your TV. Yeah. Got um, it. And, uh, you know, all the stuff that Harbuck is doing. Right. You know, the Talking Dead and the yeah. Talking Bad. Like, that's a podcast about a TV show. Right. You can watch it. Right. 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 It, the fact that we could do this right now and we can put it on the air and we're in, and I, I, I'm sure that you look at this metric too, like how many countries we're in. Yes. That fries my noodle. Have you seen on, I'm sure you have if, the, if you bring it up, but if you go on iTunes... You can change the country of iTunes that you're looking at, and so you can read the reviews in other countries of your podcast. I don't think my podcast gets those many reviews, but maybe it does. I haven't looked. I'm only going go for the, the American. Go to the reviews. English-speaking countries. Canada has something to say. Canada does have something to say. Right. They do have something to say. I they like have, those people they have too. Tarzan. Right. Wait. Was my favorite music video director. Tarzan. Tar. You're thinking of Tarzan. Yes. Tarzan. Not Tarsam of the jungle. No, Tarzan of the jungle. Tarzan no, no, no. no. Who, uh, does those music videos. Exactly, exactly. I, I can't believe that somebody in, that six people in Afghanistan have heard this podcast. That's crazy. And here's another one. Okay, wait. Well, they love improv. They love in, in Afghanistan. Iceland? That's the big country above Canada? I'm asking the wrong guy. It looks like... Hi. <laughs> is, that, is that math? I don't... Um, I was told there there's no, no one in that entire country Island country, mm-hmm. no one that has ever downloaded. And it's this big oh. white spot in the middle of everything. Okay, I Sons get of bitches. Fuck those people. Why don't you write some letters? I am going to write some letters. Iran, I get it. <laughs> Iran, I totally get it. Right? Those guys are dicks. Exactly. But come on, Iceland or Greenland? It's one of those two countries. Oh, Greenland's up there. the know. nice one. Greenland's the nice no, one? Iceland's the nice one. Greenland's the icy one. To fool, or at least for now. Viking stuff. Right. They, they oh, right. In the player. They talk about it in the player. Oh, I get all my geographical information from the God player. God damn. Right. Oh, the player. And the access that we have <laughs> now, the access that we have now to information too kills me. It, it's just so, I can't stop. Ben, I can't stop. There was a time at the improv bar next to the Second City back when it was over there. Right. That a bunch of us pre-smartphones were trying to remember the name of the Greek 
who held the lantern and was looking for an honest man. Uh-huh. And we were just like a bunch of educated people, somewhat, whatever, couldn't think of it. Right. And we thought, like, there should be behind the bar a book of every fact. Right. It's a bar, and you should be able to settle stuff like this. Right. And uh, Rick Kent uh-huh. was one of these people. And uh, this is my favorite, I don't know, uh, show starting stories. Because weeks later, I'm at a show at the Second City. I'm in the audience. Rick is in the audience. The lights are going down. Rick spots me. And just as the show is starting, he goes, Ben! Diogenes! <laughs> and I will never forget Diogenes' name. I will never, when a light comes down in a theater, not think of some guy from New York yet hissing at me. Diogenes! Is he from New York? Why do I think he's from here and we just think he's from New York? Oh yeah, he's putting it on. <laughs> he invented a thing like Cary Grant. Like, that's just how he talks. I think he, and he was born... Maybe Rick, New Jersey? I, why Listeners do I think that he's... Colin, Right, and there's another thing where I was sitting here with, um, uh, with, with, with Eddie Jemison, and he was in a show mm-hmm. called Hung. Sure. And he had his co star in that show was a woman that was, was married to Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, all right. All right, and he could not remember her name, and he was on that show forever. He couldn't remember Anne Heche. He couldn't remember Anne Heche, and both of us were sitting there going, what's her name, what's her name? And we're laughing about it because it's like, she's a big fucking star, and we can't remember it. Yeah, but it's all in your pocket. It's all in your pocket. And I walk around, I I can't stop being entertained or educated. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is it? Edutainment. Edutainment. I can't stop being edutained. Mm -hmm. And... I get excited about it, and I don't want to fucking leave my house. No, if there's more radio labs to listen to, that's the way to get smarter. And the see, I got an issue with radio lab. I don't know. I'm the guy that goes. "Mm, I I can't wrap my head around it. And I know everybody. People love it. People love it. You love it. What's your? I love it. I'm a I'm a citizen of the world. I love radio lab. Yes, you do. You're a citizen of the world, and because I always feel like, what's happening here? Why are they interrupting? Why are they talking? I don't believe them. The War of the Worlds one. That was the gateway for me, because like the first time they you were told on, me about it. Yeah, the first time they were on This American Life. Uh-huh. It's a little overproduced compared to This American Life. Right. And then you hear the War of the Worlds one, which is just them telling you facts, telling you a story. They interrupt yeah. each other, right? Mm-hmm. They cross over each other as yeah. if this is new, uh-huh. as if this it's happening right now. I'm not buying it. That's fair. That's fair. That's it's. Are they? They're not an Altman film. No, no, they're not the player. Um, <laughs> going back, but look, there's going to be a light motif in this episode of the podcast. About <laughs> Altman films. There will. There Do you will. Know that Garrison Keillor killed Robert Altman with his own two hands. Oh my God. That movie. I'm not just saying so. There's another one. I can't take. I can't take Garrison Keillor. Nah. Uh, yeah, you're a little young for his demographic, right? I just, I fucking can't take it. You're a little, uh... Well, uh, do you listen to that guy? I can't take it. I can't take it. It's It's sort of like what what, um, uh, Morning Becomes uh, Eclectic does in the morning. They have a section... They become eclectic. They They literally become eclectic. (laughs) I'm I'm eclectifying. (laughs) So in the morning, they'll have a certain run of songs of breathy, wet mouth women singers. So it's sort of like, I went... To the store, and I said, I'm going, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And all of Garrison Keillor's like, but he also has this short little segment that he does during the day about poets. Today's Robert Burns' birthday. Mm -hmm. 
Like, how does he sustain that for more than like four days? How many poets could there possibly be? Oh my God. It's not like podcasting. No, where I have more guests to have. Do you run out? Do you guys run out? Like, uh, yeah. like you've how many episodes have you done? Uh, of the thrilling I mean, the the well, show. Well, this is the thing: is the stage show consists of three segments. Right. And so we podcast a segment a week. Uh huh. Which gets us three weeks through the month. Right. And then we used to like we did a thing when we started that was we went into the studio and recorded a thing that could be the fourth week segment for this amount of months. And so we started, like, we would regularly figure out a thing for the fourth week uh-huh. of a month. And now we are just taking the fourth week off. Got it. We're doing three a month. And if that's not enough for you, there's a back catalog you can listen to. Other podcasts are available. How many podcasts do you have? How many have you done? 120. 120 in how long? In how long of a time? Over two, two and a half years. Two and a half years. One a week. Uh, uh, we've got mostly. 87 since October. And they're sizable. They're an hour. Like you win. Ours are twenty minutes long. I, right. I'm. I, I, I love that. It's not a competition, that. but if it was a competition, you would win it. I would win it. Yeah. I would win it. I would win the competition. I'm, I'm shocked. Are you at saturating him. the market? Are you uh, worried about that? You want to maybe put out fewer? No, I really love putting them out. I love putting them out. I love that we just had one where I talked to uh, um, Diva and Moon Zappa. Yes, I saw that. Oh my God! I mean, I, there's. Here's there's, what I did. You invite me to be on your show. Right. I go and I go, who do I know? Uh-huh. I listen to the Craig Kikowski episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wonderful. I it's feel so like good. it's the longest conversation I've ever had with Craig Kikowski. <laughs> right. And I, I felt honored to be able to sit and force him to sit in that fucking chair. Uh, then I go, who do I want to know? I listen to the Jim O'Hare. Mm-hmm. Delightful. Delightful. Such a good man. Right. What a good man. And, uh, and then I go, well, now I love this show. And so I have a bunch in my queue. Mm-hmm. And I saw... Um, the, the moon Zappa. Yeah, yeah, Diva and Moon. Diva and that was a that was an awesome conversation because there's shit that you don't realize about people's lives, and that's the conversation that I want to have yeah. with people is what the fuck is going on with you? Like, how are you doing? And what was it like to, for you to grow up in that? Because mm-hmm. I look at Mark Mar, I I really like WTF, mm-hmm. and if I was gonna, if there's gonna be one that I listen to. It'd be that, mm-hmm. and it would also be Here's the Thing with mm-hmm. um, Alec Baldwin. Okay, yeah, you know. Um, that's I listen to that too, and I listen to Terry Gross, who I think is just a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to talk about what project you have, I don't. We don't need to have that conversation. I want to have a conversation that that talks about the struggle that you've had mm-hmm. going into it. I was watching So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. Thinking I would like to see one of those people or hear one of those people on this podcast because like they don't express themselves it, like they're not out in the. You watch world, that kind of show? Yeah, I watch a dance show. You watch you watch a dance. I'm like, not I, knocking I watched, it. No, I watched. Um, there was a show called America's Best Dance Crew that was the gateway drug to me watching uh, a show with dance in it. But uh-huh. like, there was this great like uh, the Beat Freaks were their name. This all girl dance crew that was just killing it in a season full of um, great dance crews. And like I didn't know, I didn't know that, that was a thing I liked, but I uh, see the name of it and I go, "What is this?" And they're killing it. Right. Right. And so then a friend of mine who's dancey. Is like, oh, you should watch this so you think you can dance. Mm-hmm. I tuned in, and, and uh, there's things about it that I, I think are great. There are things about it that I think are monstrous. Right. Uh, but I, uh, there is such a positivity, a positivity to it that I'm a, a sucker for it. Like, I, sometimes I'm not interested in the dance. I just want to hear what the judges 
have to say that is encouraging to a person following their aspiration. Right. Like that's, I, that's enough for me. That's huge. That is huge right there. The idea of somebody, notes given to somebody who is following, who, positive notes given to somebody who is following their aspiration. And the judge who's doing that is doing that from an altruistic point of view, mm -hmm. not a point of view of like presenting themselves and their persona. Absolutely. And there's an element of it that sometimes feels too grandiose to me, but sometimes feels just genuine enough that is this thing that you just did is inspiring people to become like to want to be you like that's right or to, or to say or to say uh, encouraging people to whatever their voice is and whatever their medium is mm -hmm. or media or medium is to express themselves within that medium yeah, or media great. and it's really great yeah. and I, I look at what you guys are doing in uh, the thrilling adventure uh, uh, our uh, certainly at the uh, uh, cornet. Yeah, Largo at the cornet. Largo at the cornet. Um, I watched. La Cienega Boulevard. Yeah, La Cienega at Beverly. Yeah, it's right? just go to lastub.com. Yeah. Great. Plug the <laughs> fuck out of that. Um, but I look right. at all that, and I look at I look at what you guys have done, and coming from the M, M Cafe. M Bar. And the M Bar. Pardon me. Coming from the M Bar, which we don't need to give the address of that at all. But coming from the don't M Bar. Don't go. Um, it's not over there. Coming from the <laughs> M Bar and. And like you had this idea, and you did it once, and then you you said let's do more of these, and then other people started coming to you. Your musician came to you, and the actors came to you, and you put it out there, and then suddenly this thing that was just an idea that you had that you got you got attracted to became this labor of love, mm -hmm. and to watch to see the quality of work that's being done there is so strong because you're curious about all these different shows, and because of all that, you're inspiring other people to do what it is that they do the way that, it is that, that they do it, not just the actors that are up mm -hmm. there. Well, that's great to hear. I, that, but you, you know that people are watching that and going, I could do that, mm -hmm. but not I can do that, like I could do it better. Maybe no, no. some people do we do that. We crush those people. Right. Kill those edge people. Them right. Look, we just edge them out of outside of show business. <laughs> just go further outside. But I also know that, that, that Paula Tompkins and, and Paget, mm -hmm. like you've given them voice mm -hmm. in what it is that they're doing, you know. And you're also the old timey fucking radio thing, yeah. you know, going back to Crosby. Um, Hope and Crosby. Hope and Crosby, mm -hmm. of looking at that sort of thing. And there's, there's a classicness to it. Oh, thanks. It's, it's, when we started, I had a conversation with a guy who lives down the block from you um, who's, who got very interested. I said, we're, we're starting a show in the style of old time radio. And he uh, got very excited. He said, oh, uh, do you have, uh, what was his word, an encyclopedic knowledge of old-time radio? And I said, no. No, we're pretty much doing what we think it was, what we wish it was, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he got sad because he wanted to talk about a very specific episode of Jack Benny. Like it happened on a Tuesday or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah. Was no, it a classic? No. Who knows? Probably. You crushed him. Yeah, we edged him out of. Yeah, edged him out. You edged him we out. edged him back into show business. He actually has a job. Oh, does he really? Yeah, yeah. So. How far away does he live down here? Uh, he's either a block up or a block down. Okay, fine. Because I know a guy that's two blocks down. That's a writer. I'm wondering if that's guy. Uh, no, two, he's not a, two, he's two blocks. Person. Two houses down. Scott is the guy I know. This isn't Scott. All right. This is Mark. Not Gagliardi. No. He's still. He's not. They got a new dog. I'm very excited about Mike. His name is Mike, and the dog's name is Wrigley. Who's Mark then? Fuck. Did I say Mark out loud? 
Um, do, how oh much editing God. do you do on this? Oh, none. Uh, none. Uh, this other <laughs> show that I was on this morning, PJ, uh, PJ and Friends, it was called, and um, we're really excited. And we we had this this we got together early. Uh, over he's in he's in Orlando, and I'm here in LA. And we got together early, and we we had a little uh, sound check and everything. And we're 37 minutes into the podcast that we're doing over Skype, mm -hmm. so it's video and audio and oh. it just disappears we, no. it just everything it just stops everything just stops it just stops did you start over or did you call no i couldn't can reconnect with him so we had 37 minutes into it and it abruptly ended but that oh so they got everything we got 37 minutes of it right. but it was the, but you know you like to have a wrap-up yeah you like to have what a wrap-up right 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 or to have that final dig uh um a robert altman line yeah. in there yeah, yeah. i did forget it again it. i kept forget it alive it. mark it's chinatown <laughs> Forget it, Mark. And we got the Mark thing coming back as well. We got uh, the Mark thing. Uh, looking, at, and you guys, you guys are writing. You're still writing outside of the the thrilling adventure. Yes. We just started doing comic book comic books, like uh, for Marvel. Uh huh. Uh, for Marvel? Yeah. Literally for Marvel. Literally for Marvel. We um, we arrived as a thing, as a as an entity. The thrilling adventure hour did one day when. Um, a, Twitter linked to YouTube where a gentleman was performing the theme from Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars on ukulele. Uh -huh. Like that's a thing. Wow. And uh, like it was like, yeah, we're on the internet, like the internet. And that guy performing that song was an, a guy named Jordan White, who's an editor at Marvel Comics, uh -huh. who said, uh, would you guys want to, can you not write funny? And we said, of course we can not write funny. <laughs> wrote for a show called Supernatural. Uh, and so we got, right. he, he uh, had us write a Wolverine story, an origin of Wolverine retelling, uh, right before we started writing our thrilling adventure graphic novel. Mm -hmm. In fact, the um, Wolverine one was, it came out as a whole piece, a whole graphic novel as opposed to in issue form. Right. But we still had to write it in issue form right. so that later they could break it up if they wanted. They could serialize it. So we had, Blacker wrote issue one, I wrote issue two, then we wrote a 135-page graphic novel of our own. And then Black wrote issue three, and I wrote issue four, and, I, and we were able to chart how much better at comics we were having written in between those two issues. Wow! 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 A whole big graphic novel, uh, and now so he's tapped us again to write uh, an annual for a character called Deadpool, and then another thing we just turned a draft in, probably shouldn't announce yet, but we're working more with uh, with him, and it's it's great fun. It's crazy, Ben, how you never know what the fuck you're gonna oh, do. Yeah. You never do. And I, I've talked about it a lot on this show. How, and my, my friend Richard Label probably is going right now, don't talk about it. If you have to say that you talk about it on the show all the time, don't fucking talk about it. But I have to talk you know, about Richard, it. Right? I haven't heard about it. Right. I've only listened to two episodes. <laughs> exactly. So it's that idea of not knowing where the fuck you're going to be going. Yeah. Yes. And, and. and the idea of, the only way you get to where it is that you don't know that you're going is to keep going in oh, the yeah. direction that you like to go in and then to, to be, oh, I didn't realize they're going to be here, and then you're there. But I'm ready to do this thing because I did all those things, and this thing, it's an opportunity, but it's also, what's the thing? Exactly. Keep it's prepared. what's the thing. Yeah. And, and, and if you say your career has to do this or be that. How do you make God laugh, right? Make a plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wonder what the sound of God laughing is. I mean, is it the it's wind? It's thunder, right? Uh, is it thunder? Isn't it thunder? Well, yeah. Uh, you know what? It must be thunder because there's rain. And if you've got a plan, rain is going to fuck you up. So rain is the way that God goes, really? Picnic? You made a plan. 
Fuck you. Ha ha. What a vengeful prick this Yeah, he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, but he's laughing at your misery. Right, 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 right. Did, were you raised religious at all? Mm, no, uh, with a side of yes. Like, my mother was into it, my father wasn't into Which it. Which part of it? Which one? Uh, both Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, but my father's mother, when she was a girl, her younger sister died, uh -huh. like, at 10 or something. Your father's mother? My grandmother. No, your grandmother? Yeah, her sister died. Her sister died. Young. Right. So my grandmother is like, yeah, I don't really, I can't get behind a god who would kill my little sister. So she raised my father with like, yeah, people think this. Right. So Skeptical. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so my mother had the two sets of plates mm -hmm. um, growing up. Um, oh, okay. The, 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 the meat yeah. and the, the, like the dairy. More I, I was thinking two sets of plates, like that's metaphoric. Uh, the plate of the, religion uh, and not oh, religion. Oh, no, no, no. Not right. that metaphoric okay. uh, at all. Uh -huh. Literal, almost. Well, also, I want you to know I have aunts and uncles named plates. <laughs> they're the so place. They're, yeah, they're yeah. the place. Right. Uh, but she has like she has. We did Passovers at her cousin's place, growing up, and so and that was her cousin's more. place. Actually, sounds like a name of a restaurant. Yeah, in where you some do Passover. Right, where you do Passover. Like they have a real Passover special. It's turkey. It's mashed potatoes. It's all the stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, so yeah, there was uh, at, at a certain point, my father and I are not allowed to sit with the rest of the family mm -hmm. on the off chance that we're at temple for a bar mitzvah or something like that because we it's interminable that time. And we play games. Right. Uh, so we're not, yeah, we're not right. supposed to sit there. Right. Um, one of the best laughs I ever got was at my cousin's bat mitzvah. And uh, they, my cousins live in San Francisco where you have to go to a private school to get a well-rounded education. Um, so uh, there's the public schools aren't so good. So you have to choose at, uh, an arts uh, high school or whatever. And my aunt sent them to Jewish school because it was more well-rounded than right. the rest, which means the whole community comes out for bar and bat Right. So, my father and I are sitting in the back next to a guy with a uh, a yarmulke on mm -hmm. that either his kid made for him. There's a hand stitched family name on the thing. So either his kid made it for him in arts and class, uh, arts and crafts class, or this guy has special needs and he made it himself. And the family name is Honor. Uh huh. And as and my father and I H O N N E R H O N E R H O N E R. And um, my father and I mostly play major look in the temple. Like, uh huh. And uh, as the rabbi is leading, is amping up to, here's a moment of silence to remember those who passed this year, I lean right into my father, and I go, with enough time for him to look before, does that guy's Jew hat say boner? <laughs> and he, like, he peeped like a, a guinea pig, like he just, like one of these, and bit his lip, because at that point it was like, and silence for the dead people of the year. And... Uh, Man, I've never seen blood come out of a lip. He was like, his eyes were wide. It was the best. It was like, I win the game. Um, and what follows is like, handshake your partner. Like, right, right, right. You. The equivalent of and, uh, may Jesus be with you or yes, whatever that is. And line. he yeah. steeped out his laugh like tea, like just, and people, like his mother had died that year. So people were like, oh, he's sad because of that. And he was like, no, he's happy because I'm the winner of this game. Is that your question? Yeah. You did, <laughs> but you weren't bar mitzvah. I was. You were bar mitzvah. I was. It happened. Yeah, it happened. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm an adult and don't have to do that shit anymore. Uh, right? Fuck, there's so much stuff. I love being an adult. I love it. 
I love talking about stuff that adults talk about uh -huh. and to be able to talk about that stuff. Right. Like dirty shit uh -huh. that you could talk about. Yep. Like, like, like stuff that you could share that you, when you're younger and adolescent, you go, I can't talk about that unless I'm with closer friends. Uh, there's also, like, I moved into a grown-up apartment from, I lived in a bachelor shithole for eight years. I remember. I off of Melrose. Into, yeah. Right. I moved into a Los Feliz, like, two-bedroom hardwood floor, uh, TV writer money that, you know, I wish would come back. Right. And uh, a friend of mine, Autumn Reeser, who does the Thrilling Adventure Hour, was yes. like, hey, do you uh, want help uh, decorating your place? Like, we had a rehearsal, and it was still in boxes, and I said, yes. And we started going to the flea market. We started going to... Uh, uh, design places for furniture and stuff and like I got into it in a way that like I felt like a grown up caring right. about what my chair looks like right you know oh I clearly understand that yeah. I oh, clearly understand nice this place. what's that you have a very nice place well uh, I'm sorry uh, Dave has a really nice place podcast <laughs> listeners uh, but a lot there. of this stuff is also like my folks had had good taste mm -hmm. and they were a lot into like wooden furniture and those sort of things and um, uh, although I look at my cousins and I don't Somehow they managed having good taste with growing up in uh, Yadro cupboards. You know, Yadro? Mm, no. Yadro is like precious moments. Oh. You know, the precious oh, moments, yes. little sculptures. Yeah, yeah. Yadro covered, covered wow. vanities with yeah. Yadros in them. And then plastic on the couches and, yeah. and runners on the floor. And looking at that going, oh my God, how do you live your life like that? No, I don't. Yadros, L L A D R O S. Espana. Uh, yes, Espana. Yadros. It's it's yeah yeah Yadros. But um, looking at all that stuff, and also the idea of us, there's something about I make money with my doing my art, and because I make money doing my I make a living doing my art, and because I make money doing my art, I can call myself an artist. Mm -hmm. And if I'm calling myself an artist, then I get to decorate my house. In not necessarily eccentric. It's not like I've got carcasses lying around or hooves made out of chairs or right. what. Yeah. Um, but it allows me to keep living the life of an artist. And because I keep living the life of an artist, uh, it's self-perpetuating. Mm -hmm. It also helps that I don't have, you know, I don't have, I'm, I don't room with anybody. I don't have any children. A lot of people have children. Ben, don't have children. How the fucking they, people have children? They keep, they keep doing it. They keep doing it. I was looking at a woman. On the uh, uh, on the plane the other day, they have four of them, Ugh. four children. That's greedy. That's greedy. Yeah. Are you serious about that? No. I think I, for me, I look at it going, really, four children. But then again, I look at my ex-wife, and she had her her parents had five kids, kids. But there's also that Catholic fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like it was just me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if there were more, I feel like they would have spread out the uh, everything in a good way, like. Less pressure on the two of us uh, getting along. Or how, how? What's the age difference? Uh, four years. Four years. I left high school. He went into it. Uh huh. Oh, so you didn't have that. Yeah. I roomed with my brother and that in college, and that was a fucking bad motherfucking oh. idea. Yeah. Really bad. Because Jordy likes to have, and maybe you do too, the TV on all the time. I don't. I don't. I have, but I don't anymore. Uh huh. I got shit to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Jordy likes the background sound. And I know people... I like background sound. Background sound of TV? Music. 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 That's it. I'm looking into, like, I would like less lyrics in my music now uh -huh. for background sound. Got it. I am so into classical music, yeah. and I'm into jazz, and I'm into all that stuff. I feel like they're... 
there should have been a class in college that's just like I did. I had that it. expose you to classical music. I did. I had that class All right, yeah. in college, and we had, and it was an awesome fucking class. And we just sat and listened, and the, and there was a record player, and this is at Northern Illinois University, and it was a real class. See, I tried to take that class, and it was like here's Gregorian chants. I was like, well, what I would like to this? see something called Gregorian chants, but it's C H A N C E. Yeah. Gregorian, like a TV show Almost called Gregorian chants. Yeah, that's the two cops. They're yeah, cops. they're they're cops, but Gregory they're Gregory and chants. Right. And it's like everybody's calling him Gregory all the time. It's right. Like, no, no, no. Gregorian chants. Yeah, Gregorian chants. This is chants. Gregorian chants. Right. Gregory. Gregory. Is it Gregory? No, it's Gregory. No, it's, no, it's look. It's not even spelled Gregory. There's <laughs> like three G's not together and an I. Right. Gregory. Gregory. Gregorian chants. Uh, stop asking me questions. I'm the detective. Exactly. you, et cetera. Don't worry about mine. Exactly. Gregorian chants. Chance, you want to take this? Right. Chance. Oh, fuck no, it. No, I'm fuck on it. the edge. I'm cop here on the, on the edge. And I think with Gregorian chants, um, you don't know who's a good cop and who's a bad cop. No, you really right? take your chance. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and we'll be right back after this. Brass down. Um, <laughs> that was really good. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Keep going, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Uh, I, but you, you were saying you the Gregorian chants, right? <laughs> There's more riffs. Let's plant some riffs. <laughs> plant some riffs. I'm going to plant some riffs. Oh, I, it's like having a friend who kind of forces you to re have those riffs. It's like, remember that time we did the, yeah, and like, oh, let's do it again. It's like, no. Yeah. Uh, I was um, explaining Craig Kikowski, uh to someone once. Uh-huh. Um, and like the definite, like the time that I uh, fell in love with him on stage, like mm -hmm. this, this is the moment of him improvising in a scene with you and Mark Evan Jackson. Like, it was amazing. And this is what he does. And I was telling a person that... Was I in the scene? You were in the scene. Okay. And um, at the end of me telling this thing to this person, she said, did you just tell me an improv scene? As if I had read her a Marmaduke comic. And I was I the most mortified. I know, like, I know. You can't do yeah, it. Yeah, and when I, I have friends who are really close friends start talking to me about it, I want to go, no, you got to stop here. You cannot... Tell someone, and when I find myself telling someone a story like that, I'm going, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm can't, doing it. Can't. You cannot retell an improv scene. No. You can't. And I'm uh, really good at telling things. I know, that's I the problem. I can do it. But... Right, right. You can do it, but it's not working because it's no. really clearly you had to be there. Did you see the photograph today um, of, uh, of Craig? He's dressed up like a cowboy. Oh, yeah, from the Drunk History, right? Um, I don't know what it was from, oh, yeah. but he's dressed up like a cowboy, and then uh, and it's a really good cowboy costume, and <laughs> and then uh, in the background there's a, a crew truck, and uh, in the background there's a crew truck. So he's in the foreground dressed mm. up like a cowboy, and the <laughs> background there's a crew truck. And Rich Tellerico, his comment on the picture was. Um, just because of that crew truck in the background, it makes you look like this is a fashion choice that you made. It's such a random crew truck. I love, I wished for it on Twitter and then it happened in the world. Uh, photos, I'm pretty sure it did, but photos of the cast of Downton Abbey talking on cell phones between takes. Nice. I want that. I wanted that and then I think I So you watch that show? Love that show. Love that show. Yeah. Love that show. And I was talking to somebody about this today. I don't need to know the background story of any fucking show at all. None. The Nothing. origin story? No, what I'm saying is, and then when the crew breaks, they all do this. Or, um, what's his name? Julian Fellows. You know what Julian Fellows was thinking when he had no, Mary? He did, it. It's he, like, did it. he did it all in the show. You don't need... <laughs> right, right, right. I don't need to know any of that shit, and I don't want to know any of that stuff. And it goes back to, you know, let me just tell you about Molly Cyrus. Miley, Miley, yeah. Miley Cyrus. Both of them. I don't give a fuck what she does. 
Is she the one that did the thing? That she did the thing about? with the with the teddy bear thing. Mm. And the and the V the 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 NBA the NBA. She, uh, tw- she twerked. She twerked with who's come from blurred line that yeah. whole fucking uh, thing. Whatever. Which, which it doesn't I can't matter. Can't get enough of that song. I wish they'd play it. Yeah. I wish they'd play it every once in a yeah. while. What's a guy got to do to hear that and the other song that we hear all the time? But hey ya. Hey ya. Uh, I liked hey ya. Uh. I like blurred lines. <laughs> I don't know blurred lines, and I had when, when I had I had when they had the Miley Cyrus and thing. I had to go. I don't know what blurred lines is because oh. it's not in when my. When this podcast is over, I will. I, I will got show it. you the thing that will make you fall for blurred lines. Okay, good, good. Um, so, if she wants to do that, and here's an interesting thing: the day that she like came, the day that she entered outside of a teddy bear. Did you see the video at all? She thing. enters and she starts fucking a teddy bear, whatever the fuck uh, it's going yeah, to be, right? That night, that night, uh-huh. I was coming, I was in San Francisco, and th- randomly, there was a full teddy bear on the sidewalk, like splayed out. And I don't know why, and I took a picture of it, and it's like, what a rough life. And I posted it, and then that night, she did that whole thing. And everybody's comments was, oh, Miley, Miley Cyrus. I'm like, I have no idea what the connection there was. It just happened to be all the words are colliding at one moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to the Miley Cyrus. All right. She can do whatever the fuck she wants to do. That's America. it. It's America. It's America. And it's also, kind if of. you're getting, yeah, it's kind of America. It's getting less America. But if you're getting your fucking. <laughs> thanks, George Bush or whoever. Right. Thanks, that person that is doing, you think is doing that to you right now. Um, <laughs> bite your congressman. If you. <laughs> and call it. Bite your congressman. Call it and tell bite your congressman. You if you get pissed about it, bite your congressman. Yeah, so. Find them and fight them. Okay, let's end there. That was really a blast. Today's episode was sponsored by GoDaddy. Thinking about starting a new website? GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code ADDCOMEDY at checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website, ADDCOMEDY.com. Hello, ADD Comedy Podcast listeners. Dave Rosowski here. First off, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And second off, if you've ever wanted to take a class with me but thought, Gosh, I don't think I'll ever be around where David is. Know that you can now take the virtual class at iActing. Just check our website out, and there's a link there. Click on that link, and that will set you up. you got to do a little hunting, but I think that it's well worth it. We'll hear you in your ears. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrozowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.